Hello and welcome to the top lane episode of League Lore and More. Uh, I'm going to apologize right off the bat for if the microphone is staticky. Um, my main stand-up mic, for some reason, isn't registering on my def- my PC anymore. Um, it did take a little fall prior to me trying to hook it up, but it wasn't a direct fall. It bounced off of me, so I don't really... I don't really know why it's not working. Um, I don't didn't really f- seem like it got damaged, but I plugged it in and it lit up and everything, and it just wouldn't. My recording software wouldn't pick it up as a, an available device, and neither would my PC. So I'll have to figure that out. So it's just using my headset mic now, which has been used in the past, but it's not ideal since it gets a little staticky. But uh, I apologize for that. And then, yeah, this episode's going to be kind of short and sweet. Um, I don't have a guest. And so we won't go, obviously, into it as much detail because we don't have uh, other people to bounce ideas off of. Um, we, we aren't going to do you know those initial few questions for each new guest um, since it's just me. And then we will... We'll skip the the tier list also. Maybe I'll just give a few ideas of who to play and who not to play uh, at the end. But uh, with that being said, we can kind of just jump right into what we talk about usually with the other roles uh, as far as how top lane um, would would be answered for all of these questions. Um, So... To give a brief overview of of how the role stands in terms of strengths and limitations, and, and how we view it, how I view it, um, in comparison to the other roles, um, top lane, and I've said this on at least two of the previous three role specific episodes, is. The weakest lane, in my opinion, the weakest role, um, and I think we've done the rankings. And I said that it was kind of a toss-up between jungle and mid, as far as the strongest and most impactful role. Uh, and then support is right behind those two. Then ADC, and then what I think is top lane. Some people just permanently think that ADC is the weakest role and I mean there's definitely an argument to be made there it I I say top lane because it's so often especially in solo queue but a lot of times in pro play also even when they're coordinated top lane it feels like just an island that only two people have access to um they're just up there, just trading farm. They're not hardly ever fighting each other. They're not getting any attention from the junglers or mid laners. And now, obviously, there are tons and tons of games where this isn't the case. Um, it just seems that more often than in other lanes, this is the case, which might be just the nature of the game. But that would then lead to... 
that would lend credence to to my ideas that top lane is the weakest lane it it's you know the most likely spot for tanks to play um it also has a wide variety though okay people will play marksmans they uh and those people can burn in hell even though i've done it um but there's some people who just one trick a marksman top lane into and then you're going to play the majority of the time tanks or bruisers that you can just abuse with your extended range um and it's awful for the other person and not fun and um they need to be punished but they uh there yes there are bruisers fighters tanks um, marksmen um there's always metas throughout the year where there's some mage that you take top lane um the assassins get played there um so it is a wide variety just like jungle and just like mid lane but um predominantly bruisers and tanks uh in my experience and that's what I play up there I play mostly tanks and then I'd say bruisers would be second um and those characters tanks in specific don't feel super great at the moment it there's a damage amp that is constantly occurring in the game uh and I don't think it's ever really been proved wrong or denied by the, the balance team um they and this directly you know impacts the ability of tanks to do their job effectively um i think the new mythic item well we'll get to the items in a little bit but um i think that um the role of a of a top laner and for the sake of argument let's just say that we're talking about the role of a tank top laner okay in terms of strength of other roles in a team comp in a given single game you kind of just feel like you are somebody to stand up there take all the damage and die while your team kills everyone else which is a vital role it's important and you need to do it and some people can't really see past that some people think that they need to live also and that they need to get the kills instead of just kind of sacrificing themselves and tanking as long as they can and as much damage and abilities as they can it it doesn't feel great though um it feels like it's kind of just a like kind of like you're just like a super minion and you kind of are just standing there taking a, a beating um but i mean i guess without that function without somebody fulfilling that purpose then there's other things are going to happen um and i mean that does happen in some games because some games people don't have a tank on their team some people have multiple assassins or people whose max hp isn't going to get over 2500 but the the ability of top lane to impact the game pre 20 minutes is substantially lower 
than that of every single other role. And people might argue that ADC has less agency, um, but I would I would argue that ADC is much more important than top lane in in that time frame and throughout the game, which is why top lane is below ADC in my role in my in terms of strength of role, because ADC is in the bot lane where the dragon spawns and dragons are much more important than Rift Herald, which is what spawns topside pre twenty minutes. Um, so the ADC having agency in the lane, uh, having a pushing lane, um, not all the time, but you know, particularly when uh, the dragons are about to spawn, is something that is much more important for the team than it is to have a top lane that's constantly just shoving in or, or dominating their lane, unless they can manage to impact the map elsewhere with the advantage that they got so that could be tping down to bot lane or into a fight in the river to secure objectives it that is something that is useful and that is something that is doable by a top laner but the opportunities that allow for that are very limited and especially in solo queue someone would have to recognize that it's uh an ideal moment for them to leave their lane and when a top laner does leave their lane though it feels very 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 punishing if the enemy um, top laner doesn't also leave to match um, your roam and you you going and helping your team because if I like TP into bot lane right and say like my teammates don't die because ITP down there which is a good thing but you know we might not get the kills I'm now having to base which is eight seconds minus whatever time it took me to before I realized that I needed to recall and that we weren't going to get anything so say like the teleport was four seconds of, of a channel to get me down to, to, to bot lane plus you know say I'm running around for five to ten seconds before it's like okay nothing's happening here i need to base and then that's eight seconds and then i have to run all the way back to top lane so at the end of the day like that's or at the end of the play i should say you're talking like 40 to 50 seconds where my top laner was alone up there um so that could be one to two entire waves that I lost plus they probably got like a turret plate or two if depending on the champion that they are and um, the enemy jungler could have gotten camps because I wasn't around to to collapse on them with somebody else from my team because we were bot lane um, the enemy uh, jungler and top laner could have easily gone taken rift herald which could then turn into a tower which is even more gold and more pressure on the map. They could take the Scuttle Crab. They could take a bunch of stuff that I'm not there to defend against. And as I'm describing all of this, it makes it kind of seem like top lane uh, has a lot of functions, which it does, but those ones just aren't as important as these other ones in bot lane and around Dragon, even though... Um, 
there are things that impact the game like the you know the rift herald being able to take down a turret and stuff that's just not as important as the dragon so the, the things that are they're, they're important they're just not as important they're not as valuable valuable to the team but given that they could be just taken for free by the enemy team if i make a less than advantageous play bot lane feels super punishing and super unrewarding that they can get so much off of a misstep from from my my perspective um and then depending on the champion that can really snowball your lane out of control like if i'm playing orn and it's a riven like i mean that's probably not a good uh comparison i i i typically think that that matchup isn't that bad for orn um and you're you're going into that matchup not no not anticipating getting ahead of a ribbon um but i don't i really don't think that matchup is difficult at all for orn but say you know you're just playing say i'm playing orn against a vein top okay so it's a really specific situation and vein top doesn't get played all the time um I get that, but it's a ranged ADC who shreds tanks. Um, so say, you know, I TP bot and she gets a wave, a free a wave that I miss, and then she pushes it into tower, she gets a turret plate or two, and then kills the next wave before I get back. You know, that's a ton of gold that and experience that she's going to come back to lane with and then possibly have you know completed her mythic item or so like a kraken slayer or a blade of the rune king uh legendary item that i am going to struggle to fight into her against not that i need to fight into her i should be able to realize that that's a matchup now at that point that i'm gonna really struggle in that i would need help in but it the play itself then effectively neuters me as a champion because I can no longer put pressure on my lane because I can't even step up to the wave because I'm going to get shredded by my lane opponent who got a free, you know, 500 plus gold um, while I was away if they played it correctly and if they were able to do these certain things. So obviously it's a very specific situation that does not happen all the time. Um, but it's just one that happens enough to where I feel like it really sends top lane down in terms of, um, I guess, strength and standing among the other roles. Um, it's just way more punishing of a role to when played inaccurately, not even, not even wrong, just slightly inaccurate plays can have a really lasting impact. Um, uh, on your game in general for the re the remainder of the game and it could happen very very early um does the role feel rewarding or not and do you feel useful so this kind of goes into what i was just saying um i talked about this a lot <laughs> um so i don't really know if we need to go too much more into into that um as a tank i do feel useful in team fights uh, if i play it right you know I, I know what the job is, and I know that 
a lot of times I'm not going to come out of the fights alive, and I shouldn't expect to. Um, and so that's fine. I don't really play a ton of the other types, so it's hard for me to, to, to realize like if I feel useful as a main source of damage, as a main source of engage. Um, those are kind of up in the air. Um, and then as far as does the role feel rewarding or not, it's kind of hit or miss. Um, what could be added, subtracted to better balance the role? Um, this is hard um, because they don't really have a clear vision, I think, as far as what top lane is supposed to look like or supposed to be in terms of champion pool. I think they want it to be super diverse, which it is, but it, then it makes it hard to kind of answer this question as to what can be added or subtracted to better balance the role. I can't sit here and say, oh, they need to subtract being able to play marksmen's in top lane. That's not something that is in any realm of possibility. So it's not something that I could, you know, ask or offer as a way to better balance the role. I think top lane tanks um, needed better um, mythic items, which um, I guess this can kind of lead into the, our discussion about the ch item change rework and how that affected the, the role. But top lane tanks have such small ver uh, variety in their builds. It is criminally low what options they have as far as uh, mythic items and even subsequent legendary items you feel really tied in to specific paths and given the amount of healing that's in the game you almost always have to build thorn mail you have to build bramble vest almost always first each game um because there's usually so much healing on an enemy team and then also you either complete your thorn mail first or you complete it directly second after your mythic item it's super annoying and it feels really unsatisfying to play to always have to do that because there's an annoyingly high amount of healing in the game and so you have the sunfire cape and then you have the frostfire gauntlet and then you have what is it the um Turbo Chem Tank, that's the, the item. So those three are the only three for like a tank top lane to pick. And other roles only have three also, I get that. But like these three, there's hardly a difference between them. Um, it, it doesn't really seem like you do much anything different uh, between the three. And yes, there are literal differences between them and different abilities on them but it doesn't really seem like you're playing a unique item or game depending on the three of those that you pick and it feels super bad to basically just have items that were there in the game before um mine is kind of turbo chem tank that one's kind of new as far as what they did with it but to have items that were so like Sunfire, it's called Sunfire Aegis, but it was Sunfire Cape. And just have the stats ticked up a little bit. And like Frostfire Gauntlet, okay, it used to be Iceborne Gauntlet. 
um, and just had health added to it, basically, and um, a, a, a bomby cinder tied to it. Like, it, other, other roles, other, I got things that weren't in the game before added to them as items, and even though I t personally think that a lot of items are too much for the game, it seems unfair to do cert to give certain items to certain roles that aren't that don't allow for the same amount of variety and utility that you're adding to that if you aren't adding it to every role. So like this in top lane, okay, if, if you're playing a fighter or a bruiser like Nar or um, uh, Darius or something, you have the option of going Stridebreaker, which wasn't in the game before it. At even as a different name of an item, it just adds, it gives you a dash, which also slows an enemy if it hits them. Like, like that's completely game-changing for um, somebody who doesn't have a gap close, like a Darius. But then also for somebody like Gnar, who has a dash, which can act as a double dash if you land it on a minion or an enemy now has a, a third or a second dash with this item it's completely changing how you play a, a character and it completely like F's tanks when you can't get away from somebody when you know if they're already ahead you cannot get away from them you and then you also have a hard time engaging on people that have these items and like you have a hard time engaging on in ADC when they have gale force which allows them to just dash away from like if you have a skill shot to engage like if I'm Orn and I cast my ultimate and I try to hit them with my ultimate they just gale force out of the the the, the hitbox of it and they're fine or they stride breaker away and it's just they took a lot of agency away from tanks and put it on these other these other roles but they didn't do it in like a way that they buffed stats on these other roles and nerfed stats on tanks it's like they put permanent items into the game that they didn't also give to tanks and it feels really bad and the, the items for bruisers and fighters are much better. Uh, Gore Drinker, uh, Eclipse, Divine Sunderer, um, the one, what one I, was I just talking about? The uh, Stride Breaker, Prowler's Claw even. All way better items than any item that a tank has. And it's just annoying because, like, it's it's pretty obvious that like they just weren't getting the amount of attention that they probably should. Um, but I mean, that's kind of something that we just have to live with at this point. And um, moving on, which style of play is most effective uh, as a top laner? So tank, bruiser, fighter. I mean, I guess you could throw in Marksman or Mage or something like that, but um, 
most effective, I would say, is Bruiser. Um, somebody like a Nar is really strong right now. They can tank up a lot of damage, but they also do way more damage than, way more sustained damage than a tank. Uh, a Darius is can 1v5, right? But in Ornn, probably isn't. I know I, I have in the past, and if you've watched my streams, like, totally been carrying four noobs on my team as Ornn. But typically speaking, you're not going to be 1v5ing, and you can get pretty easily kited. Uh, by a good marksman playing Orn because you don't have, you know, a dash and a, a hook in like Darius because now he can just dash forward and slow the enemy AD carry and then hook them in, slow them with his W, and then chop them in half with his ultimate because that's that's fair now. That's That's what's fair in League of Legends, I guess. And it's a role I play a lot of, and I really enjoy it, but I, I don't think it's effective in terms of the state of the game compared to the other people. It has obviously its purposes. It has its, um, it has its necessary, um, I don't know to, I don't know where I was going with that thought, but it has, you know, it has its purpose and it's there for a reason you know there's five rules for a reason they all each function as part of the team and then not every you know it was never going to be perfectly equal um but as far as the the style of play that's most effective i think you're better off trying to be a main source of damage for your team given that it takes it takes longer for abcs to come online as far as their damage uh in terms of other roles not including support but uh i i'm not really somebody who plays that kind of style i do play people like i don't know like renekton and some other jace um some other fighters or bruisers um jace is kind of a weird in between between other roles but um mostly just you know orn or malphite or uh, Maokai, who really doesn't get played top anymore, though, um, as Scion, as people who, um, that I play, and, I mean, I still enjoy it, it's still, I mean, but there are still just super annoying things in the role that limit it in terms of impact on the game, and I think I'm gonna end it there, um, hope you got some ideas about who to play uh that next week we will have final one which is support which i i very much enjoy playing it's probably my second played role first or second i don't know actually which i play more of that or top lane but that will be the final role specific episode um and then we did get a request for a TFT episode, so maybe we'll just take a quick glance at the TFT, the new TFT set, um, in a couple of weeks after this one, and then we'll hop into our new lore series. Um, so yeah, since a new TFT set came out at the end of April, that would be almost a month, it would probably be a month in a week or so, a month and a week after after that that came out that we'll have that episode so 
enough time for people to to know kind of what's going on with it and to have played enough games uh, to kind of have a feel for it. Um, but yeah, that's what's coming up. Um, thanks for for listening. Um, sorry, Neil, no guests this time, but um, blame blame other people. Don't blame me. Um, <laughs> I will see you guys next week for our final role specific episode and thank you for listening